Hey folks, Dr. Gersmar from Aspire Natural Health. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you happen to be listening to this. I hope you're having a fantastic day. All right, we are at step of the Aspire Method. We have gone through nine steps before this. Today is step 10. So if you have missed any of those, go back and listen to the other ones. Taken together, these are the 10 steps that we have found when we work through all of these 10 steps that the percentage of people who get great results just skyrockets. When we leave out any of the steps we find that the chance of success of getting the results that we want to, of improving digestive issues and autoimmunity, of helping people to move from being sick to being healthy and then beyond to actually thriving, to living that bigger and better life that they want to, it just plummets if we leave out any of these steps. So it is important that we make sure to cover all 10 of the steps. Couple of quick questions we get all the time. Is it in order? Do we start with step one and move through to step 10? No, not necessarily. Part of the, of the evaluation, of the understanding of what's going on for a person is understanding where the major issues are, and then we may move around the different steps. Someone may start with step seven, as their first piece, or step three, or step nine, or, you know, again, it all depends on the needs of a person, though we are sure to move through all of the 10 steps as we continue to work with someone. The other piece that people often ask is, you know, is each step, is it going to be the same amount of time and attention dedicated to each step? And the answer is no. Some people will breeze through certain steps. There's not a lot there going on for them and really dig in and work hard at other steps. So while all 10 steps are present in everyone's care, the order, the way they go through them can be different. And the amount of time and attention and work that are given to different steps will vary from person to person. Because again, while a person may have the same issue, they may have IBS, they may have ulcerative colitis, they may have the same name for what's going on for them, the root causes underneath it can look quite different from person to person. That's why context matters and why plans need to be individualized for the person in front of them if we're going to get long-lasting and sustainable results for someone. All right, with all that said, let's dig into step 10. So step 10 is a bit of a polarizing step. Some people take to it immediately, they recognize the value of it, and they're very excited to work on step 10, while other people kind of shake their head and go, I I don't get it, I don't like it, I'm not sure about that. With that in mind, let's talk about step 10. Step 10 is to deal with mental and emotional wounds and issues, to deal with mental and emotional wounds and issues. The important thing here is to recognize that the body and the mind are not two separate things. We tend to think about the body and the mind as being different. They're like loosely connected to one another by a little thread, but basically what goes on in one has little to no impact on the other one. And that belief is completely wrong. That belief is completely wrong. The body and mind are not separate things. The body and mind are intimately connected. What happens in one dramatically affects what's going on in the other. You know, I was talking with someone just the other day who has ulcerative colitis, an autoimmune disease of the digestive system, and they were telling me 
that one of the worst symptoms for them that's happened since the diagnosis of ulcerative colitis is not the pain and the bleeding and all of those issues. It's the anxiety. Did they have anxiety before the ulcerative colitis? No, not really. But since the ulcerative colitis has come on, anxiety has been a big issue. Now, again, we need to recognize the interplay, right? Being diagnosed with a scary autoimmune disease like ulcerative colitis can naturally and normally make people anxious. But it goes beyond that because what's going on in the digestive system can affect what is going on in the brain, what is going on in the brain, of course, affects what is going on in our mind. So it is not just being diagnosed with a scary disease. It is also the changes that are happening in the body coming across and being reflected in what's going on in the mind. Now, on the flip side of that, all the time, we also see that what's going on in the mind affects the body. So when people are stressed out, whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whether it's home-like, whatever else might be going on for someone, we commonly see that worsening their digestive issues and autoimmunity. So it is absolutely a gigantic two-way street between what is going on in the body and what is going on in the mind. So it is natural from that to understand that if we want long-lasting and sustainable results, we need to work on the mind. Now, not everyone who's dealing with digestive issues and autoimmunity has big mental emotional wounds or issues going on, but many people do. Now, remember, it's important. There's no shame, blame, or guilt here. We are absolutely not saying that what's going on in a person's mind has caused the digestive issues or autoimmunity, but it is is absolutely a factor in what's going on for a person. Now, we've seen many people over the last decade dealing, especially with autoimmune disease, but also many digestive issues who have significant mental and emotional issues going on. You know, it can be heartbreaking to sit and listen to a person's story and see the challenges and the troubles, especially in childhood, that that person has gone through. Again, it's recognizing that what's going on in the mind, our beliefs, our patterns, our wounds, all of these things affect our physical health, what's going on in our body. And working the other nine steps, you know, correcting things like nutrients and hormones and gut function and what we're eating and all of these issues can go a long, long way towards improving someone's health and well-being. But what we will often see is that that will plateau at a certain point unless a person is willing to engage here in step 10 and work on their mental, emotional issues. If they refuse to do that, which some people do, they their results stop, they plateau, they feel much better and improved, but that kind of that next level it eludes them. They don't get it. And we see that people who do make the jump, who do begin to work on these issues, their health takes a jump upwards, an improvement that can't just be about, you know, finding the next best probiotic or tweaking the diet a little bit more. We need to address both sides of the equation. For some people, that's counseling. For some people, that's a lot of inner work. This level is highly individualized to what a person needs. So again, there is no one tool, whether that's counseling or anything else, that's going to be required for every single person. The first step is to recognize that what's going on in our mind, 
the mental and emotional things that are going on there affect our body. The second is to do a thorough scan, look and understand what is going on in our body and mind. And this is where having someone outside of us is so incredibly helpful. We've talked in the past a lot about blind spots and having someone outside of us able to look in and help us understand what's going on. And then the commitment to work on those issues. So listen, this is the piece that is often missing from many doctors work, many plans for people. Yes, it is critically important to work on all of those other factors. That's why we have nine other factors. But this 10th one is a big one. And often we need to work on some of the other issues first to help people feel better and get to a place where they are ready, willing and able to tackle their mental and emotional issues. But If they tackle these, their health takes a massive leap upward. And if people refuse to tackle them, they often stay stuck. One of the the reasons that people are not getting the results that they're looking for when they're doing many of the other steps is because they're not yet ready, willing, and able to address their mental issues that are going on. I hope bringing it up here has helped trigger something for you so you can understand the importance of doing this step. All right, folks, that is the 10 steps of the Aspire method. None of them by themselves is enough to get people the long-lasting and sustainable results. But over the years, we found when we put them together and we work systematically through the steps, making sure that they all get addressed, that's when our results skyrocketed. and We see people achieving long-lasting and sustainable results for themselves. All right, folks, that is it for me today. Listen, you have now heard all 10 steps of the Aspire Method. This has taken us over a decade working with hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people, working and looking to see what are the people who got success and what are the people who didn't and what was the difference between them and constantly tweaking and adjusting. Having said that, the Aspire Method is always open for tweaking and adjustments. We are constantly looking for ways to get people better. And if we find there's an 11th step, we will happily add that in as well. But these 10 steps we've seen are the ones that consistently generate results for people. So listen, if you've heard these 10 steps and you're like, gosh, I think I need to do these 10 steps. Here is what your next step is. You need to reach out and have a chat with us. Let's have a conversation. Let's find out what's going on for you, what your goals are, and whether we are the right people to help you achieve those goals. If we are, we'll talk about next steps and we'll get going to help you transform your life to go from sick to healthy to thriving, living that bigger and better life that you want. And if we are not the right fit, we will do our best to recommend you to someone else. Listen, what we do is not right for everyone. And we actually turn away around 25% of the people who apply to work with us because they are not the right fit for us. And we are not confident we can help them get the results that they want. We only work with people we are confident we can help them to get the results that they want. And the first step is simply to have a conversation. So what you need to do is give us a call, send us a message or an email. Let us know you're interested in having a conversation and we'll set up time to chat. We'll talk about what's going on for you. We'll talk about what your goals are and what your next best step is. If it is to work with us, we'll talk about next steps and we'll get going to help you transform 
your life. All right, folks, that is it for me today. Until next time, take care.